Four minutes after 11 o'clock, the Dr. Payne Show is here. Lines, look at that, already open, magically, ready for you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. What Soon is happening? Soon to change, brother? Dr. Payne. That's right. Yeah, I'm working with Chorus right now, new name and all. Nice. Oh, probably the Pinpoint Health Show. Just yeah. name it right after the brand. Why not? Yeah, make it easy for everyone to understand. Love it, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, same old, you know. Um, so what are we talking about this week? So one thing, so a couple things that I really want to speak about this week is, um, so obviously one of the services, one of the biggest services that we provide is the physio, chiro, massage, orthotics, like the rehabilitation centers. And, you know, I I had a person this week and and they're, they listened to the show a lot and they just, they were in to see me for an issue and I had recommended therapy. Um, and every time I recommend therapy, I I basically gave, gave, give the same, uh, spiel that I do, which is, you know, these are the places that I own and operate and can control the quality of care. Right. Here are the providers that I trust that I don't own and operate, but are people that I trust. And alternatively, you can go anywhere you want. I can't force anybody to go anywhere. That's not what I'm trying to do. And I give those three options to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person had an interesting question for me. And I, and I don't think they meant it in a bad way. They It was more one of those things like, hey, have you ever thought about this? And they said, well, why should we choose your places over any other place? And I said, well, you know, that's a good question. And so I thought, and I I gave sort of an answer uh, to the person, but I thought about it after. And I was like, you know, really, what is the advantage? Like, I I can definitely vouch for the quality of care when it comes to the rehabilitation services. But then I started doing some other investigating in in some other brands that exist. And I'm not going to talk about the brands or anything like that. But there's some very interesting things that I found. Number one, some brands are not owned and operated by a healthcare professional at all. Like it's someone who's just usually a business business, person. And so you you have to stop and think, what is the main objective there, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and say that the objective of my businesses is not to make money. Of course, it is also to generate revenue and pay people and and create a business. But I'm a healthcare professional, which means I'm held to a different standard, which, which means when you're looking at it from a legal perspective, you know, if you go buy a pair of shoes, the law will look at that as buyer beware. It's your own business mm-hmm. to do your research. You might get ripped off. There might be a better deal, but hey, that's your own business. When it comes to healthcare, the rule is buyer have faith. So you should never go somewhere uh, or deal with a healthcare professional thinking that you might be getting um, you know, a bad deal or something like that. So number one, I'm bound by that legally, that it is that buyers have to have faith in what I'm selling to them, which someone who's just a business person doesn't have to do that. Because again, that falls back to if you were selling shoes or clothing or anything mm-hmm. else, healthcare is the only thing where it's buyer have faith. Uh, everything else is buyer beware because it's just, it's a, it's a capitalist society. It's a free market. Yeah, Go it's a free it. market. Um, but healthcare in in the legalized is looked at differently, so that's number one. So I've seen I've seen that where the owners of the of the brands are not not um, healthcare professionals. I've also seen brands that are owned by healthcare professionals, the big brand, but then have franchises, and those franchisees can be anybody. Doesn't need to be a healthcare professional. And I actually was speaking with um, a colleague of mine who's a pharmacist about. Again, another brand and and that in his pharmacy, he had this rehab brand and it was owned and operated that one person was an engineer, the other person uh, was a teacher and something else. So there were like three owners, none of which were healthcare professionals. And I just thought, okay, so that's, I think, a big reason why Pinpoint Health is has an advantage over everybody else. 
this is owned and operated by me. I'm a healthcare professional. I, I'm, I'm held to a certain standard. I also am accountable here on the radio. That's the other thing, right? Like anybody at any point could call this radio show and we can't really stop them from saying what they're going to say because we don't know. So if someone's ever been really unhappy with any of the services, there's an accountability. There's a platform where these people can make that known. Um, Also, with being uh, an accountable show, we have Google reviews, social media, all those things. You can make it very easily known on those things. And I've seen a lot of places that don't even have websites, don't have any Google pages, so that that way they don't have to do that stuff. Um, Then I mean, for years I've known that there's people in the industry, um, who was telling me this the other day, a lawyer uh, who deals with some of these things, was saying that there were times that he would deal with certain clinics um, where they would go in and and they were doing some work and essentially there's like a sign up sheet at the front and it's people that are involved in like car accidents, WSIB, and there's just signatures there just to show that someone was here, but the place is empty. He said one Come clinic on. he said one clinic that he went into, the rehab area was all moved out of the way and there were like six couches with a big massive big screen TV set up. So I nice. guess they were using it as like some place where they could just watch games and things like that. And I'm just like, wow, people actually go to these things, you know? And I want wow. people to understand because I know there are clinics out there and people out there that, you know, know the inherent value of what these things are worth. So as an example, if you're involved in a motor vehicle accident in Ontario, you are eligible, everybody, everybody, for a minimum of $3,500 yep. of care, minimum. What that means is there's a lot of places out there that are that know that. There's also a lot of people that know that. And these places are saying, hey, why don't you come get your uh, rehab with us? And uh, out of that $3,500, bucks, i will give you 1000 Yep. Right? And and you have to understand, if you're the person on the other end, you, you guys are, that is criminal activity. Yeah. It's fraud. It's fraud. You're do, you're conducting insurance fraud. So yeah. this doesn't just fall on the clinics where the person who is the policyholder say, well, I don't know. The clinic told me that. No, you know full well. I don't care who you are. That if you're getting money back, a for kickback. Your, a kickback for your treatment, that that is illegal. Yeah. And if yeah, come on. But it's incredible. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. And so the the so this is where when people are coming to see me why i recommend either the places that i own and operate or the providers that i trust because there's a lot of places that i don't trust and i don't want people to fall into these things and there's so many bad things and most and most importantly you're not going to get the care you need and you're not right. going to get better that's that's yeah. simple amongst all the other bad stuff we just talked about yeah. it's unusual to get healthcare and make money as it's, as it's <laughs> okay, it oh work man if I, I you know when i think do we have to take a break yet yeah yeah okay so i'll tell you a story when we come back we'll do that something that happened with me stick around for it and your phone calls as well you have pain health concerns bring them on this is your hour as you know 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale dr pain show global news radio Eleven thirteen is the time up until noon you have to uh, call in with your concerns about your health 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale yeah, I'm now I'm angry when I think about this stuff I, I don't talk a lot about it on the radio right uh, but I know that this stuff happens every day all over the place and it's just it gives everybody in this field a very bad name of course which it does. is why I do what I do so that that way we can change that and I mean you know, even with uh, like personal injury lawyers and, and there's an important thing about going to good people like, you know, we've had Savan on this show multiple times uh, and he, he's had me on his show and uh, uh, he obviously also has his own show here and that's a good firm. But there's a lot of bad lawyers out there, personal mm-hmm. injury lawyers sure. that are also shopping people's yeah, he cases around. Right. Yep. Where they know that this is worth something. They're shopping it around. I once upon a time 
had, um, and I, I will not use any names, but I remember we were at a function and someone introduced me to a personal injury lawyer. Had a small practice, uh, you know, sat there. He said, we, we had a very casual conversation. You know, are you interested in any referrals of patients? And I said, well, we're always interested in, you know, it, was, it seemed very low level. And so it sort of ended that way. On uh, This was on a Saturday. Monday when I was back in the office, somebody showed up that was a tow truck driver. Just out of nowhere was like, uh, so-and-so spoke with you. Do we have a deal? And I was like, do we have a yeah, deal? Yeah, it was, it was honestly the most awkward thing I'd ever. And I did not know what he was talking about. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, so-and-so sent me. And I was like, oh, I, he didn't tell me that anybody was coming. He, this guy left, right? That lawyer calls me literally 15 minutes later, says, hey, um, when so-and-so comes back in, just say that you agree and we're all good. I said, excuse me, I need to understand what this is. He's like, well, you know, the, the, the driver will bring in people hurt in accidents. You have to give him $1,000 wow, right away. come on. Then there's $2,500 left that you and I split. And I was like, no, you, you could tell your person to stay wherever you want. I was like, that's not what I had. I work with a lot, like with Savannah and other personal injury lawyers, where it's just... If I know somebody needs legal representation, I refer them not with any intention of me getting anything back, no. just simply they need that. And equally so, there's lawyers that if the, if a person needs good care and they live with the, within a certain distance of one you of bet. our clinics, they send it to us. That is the appropriate way to make a referral. But again, it also goes back to when I suggest to someone, hey, you can go see Savan, but you can also go see anybody that you sure. want. I don't force them. I just sort of give it as an option, uh, which I'm sure is what the lawyers, good lawyers would mm-hmm. do. Uh, in reciprocation with the clinic. So, I mean, if you're involved in any of this stuff and you, like, nobody can say, oh, I didn't know it was wrong. Like, you know it's wrong. If you're doing this stuff, you shouldn't be doing it. It's fraud. It's criminal activity. Um, and most of all, you're just not going to get better. Yeah. That's that, all there that's is. That's key, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're How not. your care? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't you just want to be better? You're going to deal with chronic pain. And and I'll tell you, we can have, you know, I there's been so many people that I've seen, and I've said this a million times, that were high-functioning people and have sustained chronic pain, and it's ruined their lives. I saw a few people this week in that same boat, and every time, it breaks my heart. And every time, not every time, but a lot of the time, there's this secondary gain that's involved where the people don't even realize that all they're doing is creating harm in, them some, in themselves. Yeah, shifty yeah. business. You know yeah. where chronic pain really hurts? In jail. It's never <laughs> good there as well. Hey, Fernando, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wonder if you know anything about Harrington rod scoliosis. Mm-hmm. Um, I had severe pain the past month. Apparently, I went to the hospital five times. Mm-hmm. I thought it was my pinched nerve, which I do have on my lower back, which I feel running the side of my leg. But the problem is um, the numbness. Ever since I was doing some stretching for my sciatica, it went away. I felt something uh, like a sprain or a tear running down my left side. And ever since that, I got numbness on my legs and now tingling all over my body. Okay, so, so Fernando, let's stop for one second. You had the scoliosis from childhood? Yeah. How old are you? I was um, 13 when I got surgery. surgery. For the Harrington rods. Okay. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 39. Okay. And so I'm, I'm assuming you continue to follow up with somebody about the scoliosis or no? Uh, not as much, but okay. I never really had the back problems. I was able to drive and do everything. Yeah. Now I'm just... Uh, okay, so, so number one, in order for... So let's start from the beginning. In order for 
um, Harrington rods, which is a surgical intervention to straighten out a scoliosis to be considered. Typically, those curves need to be greater than, say, 25 to 30 degrees, uh, which is very, very significant. Um, then, again, going in and doing surgery to the spine by putting Harrington rods in is something that is not a long-term solution. That's not going to mean that it, it'll it'll solve the structure problem, but it doesn't stru- it won't solve that you potentially can have pain down the line such as you have right now because that area of your spine now over the last 20 years, even a little bit more has been degenerating. As those things degenerate, you start to build up osteophytes, those osteophytes can be putting pressure on nerves. And so a big component and this is sort of why Um, I always tell people that they need to be working with a professional. It's not enough to just get surgery and then wait till one day when you're 39 and you have these issues. Somewhere in between, you should have been working with someone on rehabilitation, keeping an eye on it. What's the... um, is there any degeneration forming? What's it like? So it's to me, what you're saying is not surprising, uh, number one. Yeah. Um, uh, it, of course, you would succumb to this type of uh, pain syndrome after having that type of surgery. Um, and it really just depends on the things that you're doing. You may also be doing things that are aggravating you because if you're not working with a professional and you're not sure, then people often tend to do that where they'll, you know, I had somebody come in this week that was saying that they had a problem with their neck. Um, and they watched some videos on YouTube and they started doing some exercises. And guess what? Once I figured out the problem, those exercises were aggravating the problem. Hmm. Um, and that's yeah. why you should be working with professionals because we know the anatomy. We know the pathophysiology. We know what is good and what is bad. Um, and leaving it up to yourself is is often not the best thing. So I think at this point, you probably should come see me. We assess what's going on. We take some images of the spine to, to assess the degeneration, do a neurological exam and sort of see where you're at. And, and, and then we can sort of decide what's the management from that point. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're getting me a Kensington trained rehab and they say it's going to go away to strain on my lower back between my tailbone and my disc somewhere there. And I can feel it tingling and throbbing. So, and so sorry, what are the, who, who's doing what I'm, I'm confused. Um, I, when I went to the hospital to get my diagnosis, yep. and um, they say it's a strain okay. on my lower back, mm-hmm. and that it's going to heal, and that uh, the nerve pain will go away, and I have a... Where, where was your scoliosis? In the lower back or the thoracic spine? Yeah, the thoracic spine. Yeah, so, so you can have... So thoracic spine issues, if you have pressure on the spinal cord, that can create sciatic-type symptoms. Did anybody check, like, your reflexes and, and do a neurological exam on you? Yeah, and I have an appointment with a neurosurgeon. Yeah, so as there well. you go. Yeah, so and, so uh, if you have nobody's referring you to a neurosurgeon, if exercises are the the answer, you need to come see me. We need to look at it, and I can give you a better idea of what's going on and sort of what the long term play is on that. Info at paincarecanada.com for Nan or one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. Your phone calls lines are open four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale your Health and pain concerns. Bring them on. Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio. More of the Dr. Pain Show, soon to be Pinpoint Health. That's uh, on the way. It's in the works. Same great service, new name. Same mug in studio every weekend, too. So I guess you're still going to be here. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're keeping me around. That's right. <laughs> 416-870-6400-STAR-640-ON-SELL to, uh, to call in. Info at paincarecanada.com. you want to drop an email by. Let's talk about, for a moment, care that's designed for you. My sister-in-law... Uh, I guess over a year ago, came to see you. Mm-hmm. You fixed her up, got lots of uh, good physio done. She's been diligent about the exercises she does. 
Still pain-free, still doing well. My Good. wife has got sciatica. Yeah. Because that's a term everybody uses for yep. back pain. It must be sciatica. Yeah. And so she came home the other day. She's like, yeah, can't we start giving me some extra? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. How do you know they're for you? <laughs> and she asked me, am I doing these right? I go, A, I don't know. Yeah. B, they're not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But people do that, right? Oh, my. I, I Like, as I was driving in, I was listening to Greg speak to somebody. Um, and, and he was saying, like, case studies. Like, just because somebody says something about their car doesn't mean that it's the right, right car. It's the same thing with a diagnosis. Like, yeah. not all back pain is the same cause. There's, like, a hundred different things right. that can cause the same type of constellation of symptoms it's really about figuring out what is your problem and also not everybody's the exact same you don't start everybody with the exact same exercises maybe they don't need exercises to start there's so many different things and it's it, it, I hate it. It's like the thing I hate the most where people come in and I, even when I was practicing more, people come in and say like, you know, I'm here for my low back pain because you saw my sister and you fixed her right up one treatment. And so, you know, I'm hoping you could do the same. And it's like, yeah, but I, I don't know that your sister's yeah. problem was the same problem that you had. Um, and yours might take three weeks, four weeks. And then I always have that conversation because if you don't and you don't achieve what you achieved with that person, you're then just looked at you're as a, a failure. DB, yeah. yeah, it's like, Screw no, the, this guy screwed, like he's, he's lying, blah, blah. It's not the same. Don't listen to other people about, I hear this all the time where it's, oh, I got a sore throat. Oh, I had that. You know what it is. You got to do this for it. Yeah. No. Easy. No, that's yeah. not the way it works. Like no. it just does not work that way. You're all you're doing is describing a subjective complaint, which is called a symptom. It is up to a professional then to take those symptoms, yeah. look for clinical signs, and put that picture together to form a diagnosis. A lot of symptoms coincide with a lot of different things. Like yeah. if you said fever, do you know how many things fever applies to? Right. A lot. There's yeah. a big spectrum, all the way from like a cold to stage four cancer. Right. So, so you know, like you need to be very careful with with listening to people who are not healthcare. Don't take other people's pills, man. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, absolutely not. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Mikey, how are you, pal? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's cell? What's going on with you? Well, I've been to the doctor. I've got, I, I'm not sure if it's called bursitis or something. Mm. It's at the side of the uh, uh, the cheek on the, on the side of the rear end there. Okay. And he says it's inflamed. He doesn't know why. But when I drive, my leg hurts and I can't lie on my right side. So what he's done is he's told me to eat uh, one inch of turmeric per day. Who's told you this? My doctor. Okay. And to... Have um, yeah, and he gave me anti-inflammatory a pill a day and to rub Voltran on it. Okay, it's not really working. Well, then, what? yeah. So it's a funny thing that I hear a lot. So the my my sort of one of my rules is that if it's a physical problem, it often needs a physical intervention first. Uh, okay. Do chemical things help happen later on? Yeah, maybe. When it comes to natural things like uh, turmeric, which is good for an, for an inflammatory perspective, or even glucosamine, I had somebody this week, same thing, we were talking about their knee osteoarthritis and that they wanted to start taking glucosamine. And it's like they, they said they took it after a month, it wasn't helping. It's like, that's not what glucosamine does. It's, it's supposed to sort of help maintain the cartilage long term. So I often tell people when they're in my office and they have osteoarthritis of their knee and they want to start taking glucosamine, I'm like, do you have kids? Yes, tell them to take glucosamine because yeah, right. it's really good if you take it over a long period. Same as turmeric. But there's so many other things that contribute to inflammation. But in acute scenarios, these natural things are often not as effective as people want to believe. And more so than that, 
like the fir- there's very few physical things that I can think of when they're acute and they just happen that shouldn't be dealt with from a physical perspective. So when you have a physical problem, there needs to be a physical intervention as the first line of defense. And so to be taking pills, rubbing cream, taking turmeric is the wrong stuff to be doing. You need to get in to see somebody that can actually work with that um, hip or wherever you said the pain is and really start to look for the functional perspective that's causing the inflammation. I had a person this week, here's a perfect example. Older man developed uh, swelling around his knee and, and he was 67 or 68. I thought for sure knee osteoarthritis. Like I, you know, just based on the age, the quick symptoms that I read, Brought him in, took a look at him. I, I spoke with him, didn't have any consistent symptoms of um, of knee osteoarthritis. So I was like, okay, this doesn't sound like it. Then I examined him with knee osteoarthritis of a knee. You can, especially when it's bad, I don't even need to see an x-ray. I can look at the knee and just see how big the bone has gotten. And that tells me, oh. I looked at this guy's knees. They were better than mine and I'm half his age. And I was like, okay, this doesn't seem like it. Still sent him for an x-ray anyways, just to make sure. No osteoarthritis whatsoever. Ultrasound, he has bursitis of his knee, okay, of the of the uh, subpatellar uh, bursa, okay? And so then I started thinking, well, hang on a sec. Why do you all of a sudden develop? In- so a bursa is designed to as an area of padding between often soft tissue and a bone. Because if you didn't have that, then that tendon would rub against the bone. And, you know, the same thing as like rope rubbing against a piece of wood, it'll snap eventually. Yep. And so right. that's why these bursas. And I was like, well, why... After all of these years, would you sort of start to develop a bursitis? And I said to him, I said, when, you know, this started about six months ago. Did you do anything different? Did you start a new walking program? Did you start? He said, no, everything has been the same. I'm like, you've done nothing different in the lower half of your body. He goes, well, I did get a pair of orthotics. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, are you wearing them? He said, yes. I said, can I see them? He already has high arch feet, this gentleman, which is naturally a rigid foot. I saw these orthotics. They were made with with such a high, stable arch that I was like, this is the complete wrong intervention for you. I was like, this is why you have bursitis. You've introduced something into your body that you don't need, and you're doing that. It's causing a functional thing where it's it's changing the, the force patterns in your body, and now all of a sudden, you're getting bursitis. Take these things out. He followed up with me three days later, said that he was pain-free. Come on. Yeah, just by taking it out. Yes, and so that's often the physical problems need a physical intervention. So what do you suggest? I suggest you come see me, Mike. Okay. Okay. Done. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Easy. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. Have plenty of time for your calls as well. It's only 1130-416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio. It is 1132, Dr. Payne Show. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com and that's going to be all changing soon. The show will still be here, of course, and you'll still be able to go see uh, one of many clinics. But uh, rebranding is what they call yes. It. But yeah. before we get on to the rebranding, because I, I really want to continue on that topic of a physical problem often needs yes. a physical. So this is a big thing, even the new guidelines around pain management, where, you know, for so long there was this. The reason why we have an opiate crisis is because prior to the new age of thinking, the answer was, oh, you have a physical problem. Here's a pain med. Yep. That is not the answer. The first line of defense now, and this is coming a, a, out amongst a ton of different guidelines. This isn't just me saying it, is there should be physical intervention first. You you should be doing physio, chiro, massage, modality treatments, uh, assistive devices before you start using anything. 
you might need it in conjunction. Some things sure. like for you know, if someone throws out their back and they potentially herniated a disc, yeah, that requires a physical um, intervention. But it probably also requires a chemical intervention because you need to get their pain level down so that you can move them. So there are instances, yeah, for sure, where where. But when I hear this all the time for sprain strains. People are being given just, you know, anti-inflammatories or being told to put a cream on it. No, that's not what you should be doing. You should be going somewhere and getting treatment. And anybody that's telling you otherwise is either misinformed or doesn't know what they're talking about. And that to me is a red flag. And and it's something that is all too often happening. And it's the wrong, it's the wrong management of these types of injuries. These injuries need to get treated. They need to be treated. And Again, when you're making this referral, when like, a, a, you know, walk-in family doctors are making these referrals to physios, chiros, these are people that about the musculoskeletal system, mm-hmm. hands down, no more. And that's not me bashing family doctors or walk-in doctors. Their job is to know a lot about a lot of different things. If you went to your chiropractor and about, I don't know, your fever related to your pneumonia, they don't know nearly as much as yeah. that walk-in doctor. That's why different specialties in, exist. And so... You, the right professional needs to be dealing with the problem. And if you have these things, the other thing is physios, chiros are primary care. Guess what? You don't even need to go to the family doctor or um, the walk-in clinic first if you have these problems. Go there first. If they think it's not something that's musculoskeletal and maybe being caused by something more serious, they will refer you. Right. And that's an right. important thing that that would save the healthcare system all kinds of money if people could could adopt that method. It's amazing how for for certain types of advice, people will naturally gravitate towards somewhere they should go, and in other places they won't. And the healthcare system is a perfect example. I taught him. I've had this conversation with my father-in-law a million times about you know what I'm eating and my diet and the ketogenic. I lost all this weight and my blood pressure. It's it's all good because yeah. I just changed my diet and I got off my yeah. ass and started moving. Well, I always exercise, but yeah. I do more now. So we're talking about eggs. I go, yeah, I have like, you know, five a day. Yeah. And I have it with my avocado and my salad, whatever, yeah. whatever. So he's like, ah, my doctor told me years ago, one egg a week. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Honestly, the guy, yeah. that was in 1930. Like that's when the Titanic was still above water. That, well, that, that, that thinking with eggs and cholesterol yeah, and, from and things GP. are constantly changing. There's that commercial now when you're watching the Leaf games about like, you know, Kneeland gets like some green shake or whatever, and then Doug Gilmore and the yeah, boys are over there, there and, they're like, these and they're like, Hilarious. you guys don't carb load anymore, and they're yeah. eating a bunch. Like, stuff evolves. Yeah. Right. And and eggs is a perfect example. Once upon a time, if you had high cholesterol, it was like, no, never. You can never have an egg. Yeah. The amount of Maybe cholesterol. Well, it's not dietary egg. cholesterol that does it. Like it's Yeah, just- and, and now it's it, it's something that we look at as a zero sum. It's like have all the eggs you want. It really right. does not very much. There's not a lot of calories. Uh it has to do more about like with, when it comes to cholesterol, oftentimes it's more about the HDL levels where people are just inactive, which is why their LDL rises. Right. Now, there are some things, obviously, that you shouldn't be eating. But, you know, when we're talking about eggs, that's probably not one of them. But people people forget. And, and this isn't just a problem with the general public where they forget that things evolve. But professionals, some professionals graduated yep. a long time ago. And they don't keep up with the newest, greatest, latest research. Some do, but some, some don't. Some do, yes. I, and you know what? Not only do some do, the vast majority do. Yeah. Some do not. And yeah. some some professionals don't evolve with the way with the way our world is evolving. And they're yeah. still relying on the exact same things that they were using 40 years ago that it's like, no, that doesn't work. And, and another example is bed rest for low back pain. Never, yeah. ever, ever the right answer. Like never, ever. Or a neck brace for your neck. Not unless you have a fracture. I get people all the time that are like, oh, my, my doctor told me to go get a neck brace because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sprained my trap muscle. I was like, no. 
the last thing you need is a neck brace for your sprain trap right. muscle. You, if you put that on, you'll never move your neck again because you'll yeah. just decondition the hell out of it. And so, um, but again, this is a small proportion. The vast majority of people mm-hmm. do keep up, but you know, it's important for people to also know what's up to date. So this is the fine line about like when you use Google, you don't use Google to be your own doctor, but you use Google to be informed so that when you're going, you're asking the right questions, but not that you're doing your own, you know, diagnosis, prognosis and management at home on, on, on Google. Right. Because that's the wrong thing, but to use it so that you have a base understanding of what's going on so that you can ask the right questions. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with it. I think it's a great point in history that we're in, that we, we have these tools and that the average person is so much more well-informed. The other thing is also a lot of times when I give people their information, Although I spend a lot of time explaining things to them, for some people, it's just overwhelming. They can't keep up. So I'll write stuff down and I'll say, go watch Mm -hmm. YouTube videos on this. You'll see a lot of information. You'll start to digest it. Maybe you're more of a visual learner and that will help or whatever. Or you need to hear it multiple times. So it's a great resource to have the internet. But uh, you got to be careful about self-medicating as well. My wife's the same way. Her doctor's close to retirement. She's panicking. She goes, how do you have? you feel confident in your doctor? I said, yeah, my GP is younger than me. He's a younger. I love that. He's a younger dude. Yeah. Because it's a thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm panicking in my age. I'll be having, you know, um, scopes every <laughs> yeah. year. He goes, how old are you? And he goes, eh, relax, dude. Just yeah. settle down. You're well, good. I so, mean, and I know there's there's a couple, like, you know, Dr. Gordon, Dr. Bergava. Mm-hmm. These guys are all older than me. And uh, they're up to date with all the newest, greatest yep. stuff. Like, it, again, it's, it's just really about the person. And yes. some people just don't keep up to date. And some people... Do number one, you have to right. There's continuing education that's required, but you know the the problem with continuing education, the way it's enforced, it's not like you know the police is showing up if you haven't done it type of thing, right? It's sort of like a little slap on the wrist. It's like, hey, you better keep up type of thing. We'll take a uh, short one four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Still got lots of time to call in with uh, your concerns about pain or your health. Bring them on. That's why the show is on the air. Doctor Pain Show, Global News Radio. It is 11.42 on Saturday morning, 4.20. The first legal <laughs> one ever. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is first true. Legal I didn't one. even think of that. Oh, yeah, yes, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was April 20th, in all honesty. I know. Well, you can't tell by outside, right? Uh, yeah. The the rain's good, though. The trees are starting to come alive. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I, like I noticed it. it in the backyard when I looked out this morning. I'd like to ride my bike, actually. Thank you very much. So a little well, sunshine would be good. Yeah, it's coming. When's it coming? Because nobody week? needs exercise. <laughs> that's not that's not a vital component of the healthcare system. No, absolutely Getting not. off your ass and yeah, moving exactly. would be good. Um, right? So, yes. Yeah, so let's go through a bit of services, like the things yeah. that we offer. So we, we started with the rehabilitation, obviously, so the chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage therapy, osteopathy, acupuncture, all of those uh, paramedical services, I guess let's call them. Uh, we also offer specialist services like sports medicine doctors, orthopedic surgeons, mm-hmm. physiatrists, people that can deal with the more serious things. Um, and, and those people can deal, like, obviously, if it's a surgical intervention, it would be surgical. There's injections that are an option, things like PRP injections, which we haven't talked about in a while, but we... We definitely will, um, especially with knee osteoarthritis right. and you want to delay the, that eventual operation, get that inflammation down. PRP injections are a wonderful thing. Um, uh, 
pain management, like through the physiatrist, some people do need to be on constant pain medication. Uh, then there's also the other uh, psychosocial services, right? The cognitive behavior therapy through um, social workers and psychologists for people who need that as well for, for dealing with their pain management. Um, the nutritional aspect of oh, it. So we huge. have dietitians and nutritionists that help tele- tailor those programs. We also have people like naturopaths who focus on the natural side of things. Um, uh, naturopaths, we have um, devices when devices are needed. So things like orthotics, uh, custom braces, uh, sometimes walkers as things get more serious. Things seared. in the home too. Yes. Right? We we also have people, uh, specialized trainers, rehabilitation trainers that we can actually send to your house to, to, to work through programs with you on what you need to be doing at home. Um, we offer for other... Un- this isn't really a general public thing, but things like independent medical assessments mm-hmm. for people who have been hurt in car accidents or disability claims. And we work both on defense and plaintiff side, so we're not one-sided. So there's a whole host of different things that we offer. And the reason why we do it is because injury and pain management has usually multifaceted causes. So we use that same approach. And I, I probably, I don't have a list in front of me, so I probably haven't done it justice. There's probably a lot of things that I'm actually missing, uh, but those are... A, a, you know, on a high level uh, list of things that we offer mm. to the general public. Uh, and of course, people who want to see me for my opinion, uh, I'm happy to see people give my second opinion, my assessments. And then typically what I'll do is I'll send them off to my team, my provider network, or if they need to go back somewhere else. Um, and so, you know, that's another thing. A, t- a lot of times when I see people, they're like, well, no, we want to see you. Believe me, if I have someone part of my team, it means that I think that they're better than me, not even equal. Like I've thought about this a lot. Like, do I hire people that are equal or better? And I think I, from a treatment perspective, I hire people that are better. And I wouldn't make those recommendations unless I was absolutely certain. Because again, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of accountability that I have. And anybody can call this show and um, tell me that I was wrong or I did something wrong. My team did something wrong. So we really try to provide the highest quality and standard of service. And we do it in what's called an evidence-influenced uh, method, which okay. is the right way to practice healthcare, which means what's the best scientific research around whatever the issue is? What's the clinician's experience, which is mine and my team's? I often will um, hold rounds about patient files in terms of like what I think multiple different professionals will, will think. Um, and then also what the patient wants. And that's a very important thing because if the although you can have the best scientific research, the best clinical experience, if a patient doesn't want to do something, then you can't do it. And we tailor uh, those programs to what patients really want. And we make sure that they are part of their de- a part of the decision making process for their health uh, health care goals and needs. It's interesting you mentioned that whole team approach and doing the roundtable because you've mentioned sometimes, I mean, no specific places mentioned, but you've used this expression so many times on the show that if you have a hammer, everything becomes a nail. That's, oh, yeah. that's a scary thought. see this yeah. every week. It's, uh, it, uh, always people coming in saying, oh, I was gonna, so, you know, I was going to go here and they have this device and they said that they could help me. It's like, well, yes, some of these specialized tools, of course, like we have a lot of these specialized tools, but it's part of our treatment. It's right. not the, it's not a standalone thing. It's not like, okay, you're just going to get this. Our, our approaches are very rarely ever, you know, I very rarely sit there with the patient and say, here's the only thing that you have to do. It's usually like, here's everything that you need to do. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of places out there where it's just a, a one-stop shop. There's one solution to every problem. And that's a big, big red flag. I'll also say, be careful of 
professionals who are not necessarily selling uh, a product, but maybe their service where they think they're the answer to every single problem. And that's a, b- a big red flag as well. And, you know, I've heard of people that go see certain professionals and they're told, you know, you stop taking this medication that you're on. Those are all red flags. It's it, Healthcare should really be about a team approach. If I see somebody and I think that they're doing something that's wrong because another professional has put them on it, mm-hmm. I would never say stop doing that. I would say, you know what, I'd love to have a conversation with that person. If you're okay with it, I want to talk to them. I will respectfully talk to that healthcare professional and just get a sense of why. If they, I, I might be wrong. I might not see something that they're seeing. So why would I take the risk of telling someone, yeah. no, get off of that? It should be very much a team environment. Even if you don't know the other healthcare professionals that are involved in that person's care, we should all have a mutual respect for one another um, and, and make sure that we're not just, you know, pushing someone's opinion off to the side without knowing the full intention. Because patients might also be doing a bad job of giving us the information. That's like good point. Oh, it's yeah. a, it's a big point, right? Yeah. It's even like a lot of times people come in and say, "Yeah, I had an MRI and it showed this," and I'll say, "Can I see the MRI?" Oh, I don't have it with me. Well, I put on my notes. I put a little asterisk next to that because that's what the patient said they had, but I don't know for sure. Of course, I'm not, I'm not relying just on that. I need to see it, and that's not because I think patients are malicious. I think it's because humans can make mistakes, um, and I think it's important to see those documents and make sure because. Again, due diligence is an important process. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Taking a short break. Still got some time. You have any questions about uh, your health, your pain, bring them on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne Show on Global News Radio. It is 11.51, so you got a few minutes left. Had close to an hour. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you get in a cab, you got to catch a flight and people running down the show, bridgeway. <laughs> the last every, two minutes before the plane takes a, off. Every show, whether it's mine or someone else's, everyone remembers yep. the call at the end. But anyways, let's let's get to them. Hello, Bonnie. Yes. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Great. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm calling about my four-year-old granddaughter. She was out with her mom and dad about a week and a half, two weeks ago at some uh, reptilia place. Okay. She uh, hurt her foot. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure, just on one rock or something. They weren't rock climbing. Yeah. And I've been watching them for the last week and a half, and she's still uh, limping, running on her toes. I took her to the walk-in clinic, and the doctor said it was a fractured heel. Did they take uh, an x-ray? He said an x-ray wouldn't show anything. <laughs> A CT scan with too much radiation for a four-year-old. So how could he have? Di- how could he or she have diagnosed the fracture? Well, just by pushing on her heel. Nice. The only place yeah. she showed any pain at all. Yeah, I'd say that's so definitely the wrong thing. Yep. Should I take her in for the X-ray? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So the big thing to understand here about radiation is radiation is it's always a risk versus benefit. Number one, the radiation exposure to a heel in a little girl um, is not going to be very much. But the important thing is that kids have growth plates. And unlike unlike adults, our growth plates are fused. When we see a fracture, the fracture is often in the bone or in the joint or whatever. The problem with kids is when those when those growth plates have a fracture within them, those are very, very important um, to okay. get diagnosed and treated properly because they can cause okay. a lot of long-term problems. Uh, how long has okay. it been since this happened? It's been about a week and a half. 
Yeah, so th that's the other thing too. Like this is, the, you know, I might say at that point, if it's been a week and a half, most simple soft tissue injuries in, in a child that age would take like four to six weeks to heal. So you could also wait another few weeks to see how it's going. And if it's not better then, then maybe get the x-ray. But I think if it's only been a week, uh, it's still a little, a little early. Okay, then. Okay. Well, thank you very much. No problem. Didn't know what to do. Yep. There you go. Thanks, Bonnie. Appreciate the call. Moving on to uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Ke it's Callie. Callie, how are you? I'm very good. Yourself? Good. What's uh, what's happening this morning? Okay. Um, I've been listening to your program for quite a while. It's excellent. Um, thank you. I have um, a problem with my hand. I had four falls last year. I'm taking an antidepressant uh, called Wellbutin. And I think I'm starting to have some balance problems, and my doctor and I haven't sort of sorted it out. But I had these falls, and after them, um, it would be in the late fall and up to today, um, I'm having uh, a lot of pain in my right hand. A couple of the falls were forward, a couple were backward. And I think I've injured it in those falls. Uh, being... I'm getting, um, I can't use, um, I'm losing the use of the hand, basically. The thumb is swollen uh, at the base. And um, have you had an X-ray? Yes, I have had an X-ray. They said it was normal, but it, the pain's not not reducing. I get flashes of pain. I can't turn uh, caps off of bottles. Uh, I can't lift things. I have trouble writing. My doctor, <coughs> excuse me, has um, decided she hasn't given me a diagnosis really. Um, she said, "Well, it might be arthritis, but it, it doesn't." feel like an arthritis pain to me. I have it in different... Well, arthritis would have showed up on the x-ray. Yes, uh, that's right. That's right. But anyway, she wants me to get a splint, thumb yep. splint. Um, I just am wondering if it is um, something other than tendons or ligaments and uh, there's, a say, a high hairline fracture or something like that. That the Are we taking the right action? I guess that's what I'm asking. Hmm. Um. Are you taking, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the wrong action in terms of what it could be. I don't know unless I, I take a look at it. That's right. um, I would, you know, all the things that you've suggested are things that would be on my list of possibilities, fracture, sprain, strain, uh, something inflammatory uh, from a systemic cause. So I, I'd be interested. I, I, how old are you? Uh, 69. I just turned 69. 69. A young 69. Yeah, and so your hands, do, you know, do they, have you noticed bumps on the knuckles, things like that over the years that have formed? No. No, okay. So, yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I'd have to look at the imaging. I'd have to sort of assess it. Um, maybe a splint is the answer. Sometimes it's just about resting that area. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, again, it's something that I, you know, I see that you're in Etobicoke. I can see you at uh, my main office, which is at Etobicoke General Hospital. Yeah, and I've used that hospital for a number of things, yeah. like cardio uh, therapy and whatever. Good. Um, and I wanted also to see if you could have an assessment, you or one of your colleagues, on my back. I do sure. have degenerative disc disease and arthritis, and I'm having problems. I'm on a walking program. I've just lost 58 pounds, and I need more to come off. But I think that there's some problems starting now. I'm having trouble with, <clears throat> excuse me, any long, t um, other than 10 minutes of walking. Okay, yeah, so I, um, Both you know, of those areas. Yeah, no, I, we can absolutely, you know, look at everything and, and assess all those areas. So, you know, uh, give me a call at the one eight five 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 doctor Lou number, D-R-L-O-U, um, and then we can set up an appointment from there. Okay, so it's 855-553-7568? Yes. 
Okay, it's very nice to okay. talk to you. Nice uh, talking to you, too. Thank you very much. Thanks, Callie. Appreciate that. Again, do follow up with that number and info at paincarecanada.com. You don't even so. know what they correspond for. John's sitting here when no, she... Man, it it's like, oh, D-R-L-O-U. I don't know what it changes. I'll just look at my keypad. Yeah, no, yeah. but the, it is right. Yeah. It's funny. I looked at it the other day, which is the only reason why I know. But See? I wonder what the actual number is. <laughs> and it's your number. <laughs> Jerk. But it was just funny that you nodded and that you were confused. Yeah. Good. All right. Tell them how they can reach you, how it works. Yep, so that's the easiest way, one 55 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. Uh, check out Pinpoint Health. Right. Uh, just type that in. You'll see a list of our locations. If you type that into Google, che- check out paincarecanada.com. Um, soon we'll be switching everything over to just Pinpoint, but as we transition, uh, or reach me by email, info at paincarecanada.com. Call them anytime, get it happening, get your pain resolved, at least get on the road back here next weekend for a special two-hour show of the Dr. Pain Show on Global News Radio.